welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week we are talking about Footloose. Footloose. Audience choice. Footloose. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Every time, audience choice is a trap. Oh man. Footloose, baby. It. <laughs> Take off your Sunday shoes. Uh, it's Footloose. It's Loggins time, man. Yeah, Kenny Loggins sings more than one song in this. This is like somebody wanted to make a Kenny Loggins musical and they had to get other songs. Like, there's more than one Kenny Loggins song in this and they play Footloose at least three times. Yeah, like this is this is the uh, Top Gun of dancing movies. This is what this yeah. is. They just they're gonna they're gonna danger zone you to death. I am so surprised Top Gun was not called Danger Zone now. I feel like that would have been the natural, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that is. But uh, man, yeah. No, Kenny Loggins. Is was a thing for a hot minute, and I'm a little, I'm old, but I'm I'm I just too young for this. Like I never got it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could agree with that wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly, I could agree with that. Um, I have watched this movie one time before. Okay, once okay. before this rewatch, and I was 16. Yeah. And I was so mad after. <laughs> I remember being actually like upset. Why? I was like, I, I don't. Well, okay. You're going to think I'm so ridiculous. And I, and I, again, I still have a problem with it. I have less of a problem with it. Out of all of the things in that movie, and I'm so surprised this is the only thing I had remembered from it, was the, the final scene at the end with all the glitter. Okay. That scene, firstly, sounds that's a personal hell, okay, for me. <laughs> you are never getting that glitter off, okay? As somebody no, who has hosted one or two burlesque shows, let me tell you, okay, it doesn't matter if it's just someone else's glitter. That glitter becomes your glitter as soon as you're in the room. And as soon oh. as you turn glitter into confetti. <laughs> you aerosol it? Yeah, no, you, you're absolutely. You're done here. Like, no, I, I just kept watching that scene. I, I, that scene, and I know this sounds so dumb because this is most certainly not the biggest problem with this movie. <laughs> okay, but watching, I'm like, you're in a, you're in a warehouse basement. Where does this fall from? Where is this falling from? Where does this keep falling from? And I just kept sitting there. And I, honestly, 16 year old Rebecca was super pissed with that. Now, adult Rebecca has a lot more things to say <laughs> because there are definitely. This movie is so much darker than I remember. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that. So, so basically, if you haven't seen this one, by the way, guys, give us a round of applause because both Rebecca and I watched the same Footloose, everybody. Woo! <laughs> Upon confirmation, though, to be fair, you yeah. did check in with me. Yeah, 1984 <laughs> with Kevin Bacon. If you're 20 minutes into this movie and Kevin Bacon isn't in it, you're watching the wrong one, <laughs> <laughs> um, but for those of you who haven't seen the movie, ba the basic plot is actually, I think the plot is extremely basic. Like I, I looked at this, it's, it's a, like an hour 40 movie and nearly half of that is just dancing. That doesn't advance the plot at all. So like I can summarize this real quick. Uh, Kevin Bacon moves to small town, finds out that finds out that dancing is illegal, which he doesn't like. Uh, uh, Reverend Shaw Moore, played by the amazing John Lithgow, uh, is like kind of this uh, conservative religious guy who's like, no, dancing leads to like bad things. As the movie progresses, he's got like a daughter who's uh, a little wild and clearly dealing with some shit uh, or not dealing with shit. Um, and uh, as the movie goes on, you find that the reason that they have put this dance band into effect is that the Reverend's son and uh, Ariel, uh, his her brother, uh, died in a car accident after partying too hard, and like a whole bunch of kids from this very small town died on like in a traffic accident, and then basically the rest of the movie is Kevin Bacon trying to convince this small town to hold a dance, and he fails until someone's like hold it outside of town, and they do. <laughs> It's like so weird. <laughs> it's <laughs> there are moments of this movie 
where I just felt like it almost felt like someone else wrote a scene and was like, throw this in there. Why not? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Like, okay. So, so there's a lot happening here. Like, um, like teens, uh, first of all, okay. There are definitely reckless teen behaviors. Okay. That you can Uh, relate to. And that is very understandable. Um, I came from a smaller, I grew up in a smaller town. Playing chicken with tractors is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. That is so ridiculous. The whole scene, I was honestly dying laughing the whole time. And that is not the point of that scene. No. And they That's did not it next the to a canal too. Like, like, <laughs> like I'm also from an agricultural community, and a tractor rolling over on you is nothing to laugh at. Like, that's a legitimately dangerous thing. And to do it next to like a body of water is even more extremely stupid. These are some very destructive kids. Uh, clearly, they're dealing with some stuff. But like, I mean, I think you pegged the same villain I did, right? Oh, the person that's supplying the water to this town? Because these people have gone off. Okay. These people are not okay. No well, one gonna... in this town is all right. Okay. Everyone was... needs a hug. Everyone yeah. needs some help. Everyone needs to have a chat. Okay. Just to have a feelings, <laughs> emotional chat. There's something very wrong. <laughs> I agree with you. I think the movie thinks that Reverend Shaw is the villain. I think you agree with me there, right? Like well, yes, I would say there's definitely another villain, which is the uh, first boyfriend and the bully, who yeah. is never correct. <laughs> Not <laughs> once is he correct. This movie is so much... For a movie about dancing, it's very dark. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of violence, a lot of, a lot of fighting, a lot of domestic disputes happening where I'm like, okay, I don't really think, and I'm going to pitch this, I don't really think anyone's really right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone in this town is right. <laughs> like, I think. I mean, I, okay, so here, here's my thing is, uh, I... I uh, rewatching it this time. I really do feel like this is a movie that should be about John Lithgow's character. Like that to me is far more compelling of a story, right? Because like at, at the, the heart of his story, it is, um, it is a small tight knit community, uh, losing, uh, young, young kids, right. To a horrible accident. And it's about his personal, way of like turning into like religion and trying to be the father of everybody in the town rather than dealing with the heartache and, and trouble of the loss of his son. Right. And you see that all the way through it. Like his wife is basically trying to pull him back being like, you need to show compassion to people. Like you're, you're not, you're losing people one-on-one like that to me is the, the, the interesting story of like get, uh, coming to terms with like grief and how you're dealing with it. And like how he's taking, on the responsibility for like, as he says it, the spiritual well-being of everybody in the community. Uh, and I don't give a shit about a punk ass kid who moves to a town and wants to dance, you know? Oh man. <laughs> I tell you, there is something in the water in this town. This first, okay. When we first get introduced to Kevin Bacon's character, there are a couple of ladies around the, the friends of the, uh, of the reverend's daughter. Okay. And they're like, oh, my God, he's so gorgeous. No, no, no. Something in the water, ladies. We need to cross some borders or something. Little world <laughs> experience. Okay, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying Kevin Bacon is unattractive. I don't think I can. I, I don't know. There must be something there. Okay, but gorgeous. No, no. <laughs> okay, no, no. But this isn't, this isn't where we start. Okay, interesting. Unique looking, perhaps. <laughs> it's fresh blood in a small town. Come on. Genetic diversity is worth it. <laughs> I Oh, man. Yeah, well, fair enough. Fair enough. I did have like a pretty firm rule for a while where I was like, I'm not going to date anybody that lives here because you're probably my cousin, to be quite frank. Okay. you We are probably like third cousins 
And that's just, uh, that's not good. That's, that's not too much. Good. I think you're, I mean, yeah, I think you're fine at third. I don't know. I don't know, really know what third is. What do you share, like great-grandparents or something at third? Oh, dude, I, I just don't uh. even think we need to, Canada's <laughs> a big place. Let's spread out a bit. <laughs> well, why even ask yourself that question? If there is, if there is cousin in the name, it's a uh, no-go. doesn't matter the number. Uh, <laughs> My God. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, going back to kind of a point you made, which is I don't think this town needs to dance. I think this town needs a grief counselor. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, it's very clear that, one, the reverend obviously isn't dealing with things well. But, like, his daughter, Ariel, is an extreme example of that. Like, Like, she is... I don't know. She's, I don't want to say nuts, but she's like clearly trying to get attention, clearly she's working through some stuff. She's like standing herself <laughs> between two vehicles. Okay. This is like the first thing we learn about this girl. Okay. She's like, I'm just going to straddle these two vehicles while a transport is driving at me because I don't feel good and I need to feel reckless. And it's like you're involving other people in your recklessness. Okay, this isn't this isn't good. This is really stressful for everyone around you. My goodness. Yeah, oh, that stressed me out so much. Like again, it it, it there's like a level of recklessness that like you sort of expect for teens like they're having fun and whatnot, but she's like whole other level. Like it's not just making bad decisions, it's making it's intentionally making bad decisions. You know what I mean? Like, actively, like what's yes. actively like what is like she's standing in front of trains like this girl is, I would say, borderline suicidal. Uh, uh, yeah, because somebody else saves her every time. Yeah. Like she gets pulled into the truck. She gets pushed out of the way of the train. OK, every one of these actions has been stopped by another person. Yeah. She definitely needs assistance. Yes, and, and and like it's not just that she she stops at like things that are dangerous to herself. She also like has this compulsion to draw other people into the danger. Like the whole uh, the whole uh, uh, tractor the whole tractor um, chicken scene is because she goes to Kevin Bacon's work and is like, I want you're a pretty boy. I want you to fight my boyfriend. Like that's literally like, <laughs> you know, like I'm going to get these two boys to fight each other. Cause that's what I want. Fight that's over a, yeah. me. Like, I was very conflicted with that. Cause I was like, this girl doesn't seem to know at all what she wants point. It's like she, she invites them to this weird chicken fight thing that apparently, you know, the rest of the class knew about shows up his his shoelace gets caught he can't he can't move he asked like right before this they're like has anybody died doing this and they said yeah one guy (laughs) well that's that's enough for me i think that's enough for me to go yeah maybe i don't need to prove myself to this complete stranger and it's like this idea of like oh well he'll find you later and it's like good maybe we could fight with our fists instead of hundred thousand dollar pieces of equipment (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's do that i'm gonna i'm gonna take my chances with the fist fight instead of getting these like two ton i i can't i just don't it also the music that the, the way they make that like they're like, okay, so we're going to film it. Like, it's super dramatic. I'm like, do you know how fast these things move? Like, this is... <laughs> Let's put it this way. They move. They can move fast enough that I wouldn't want to drive head on into another one. No, certainly not. Like, I'm not saying there's no element of danger here, but I think this scene would have been much more effective if we had just gone with the classic car scenario or something else, I don't know. Maybe we both run at each other really fast. Let's see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So here's here's how this works, Kevin Bacon. Uh, you put you put a hel- you put a pail on your head. Yeah. <laughs> he puts a pail on his head, Just and you charge at each other, and uh, the one that bounces back the furthest loses. Honestly, that makes the most sense. That that makes sense to me. 
<laughs> that makes that makes at least I would say as much sense. Right. Well, here's the reason they had to do the tractors is because they'd already used or were going to use all the other vehicles they possibly could. So there's a car thing where he almost gets hit. She almost gets hit by the truck. She strands in front of a train. Uh, tractors. Like it's basically anything that moves is deadly to these teenagers. Like they're just drawn to them like moths to the flame. You know. Yeah. I, this is, again, I'm probably going to say this six more times. There's something in the water. Okay. I don't think it's something in the water. I think it's the fact that this community has lost, like, what was it? Like, there was two carloads of kids coming back from a party who went over a bridge. Like, do you know how traumatic that would be? Like, everyone's losing their minds. And that's the reason. You don't even need shit in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose so, but I just think there's like a couple of things where I'm like, all right, I feel like we're going, as soon as I see teens like choking each other, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, like, so something needs to happen here. These kids are losing it too much. And when they first start putting on music, it is the most baby, they're like, listen to this rock and roll. And it's like, da, 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 You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> it's so soft. Unusual. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, it, that did strike me as weird because he's like, I, you know, by all means, there are religions that are like rock and roll. That ruins it for everybody. But like, that to me just seems more like a 50s or 60s sort of thing to say. I was like, was rock and roll in the 80s still a thing that, like, you know, like, rock and roll was established. Like, the Beatles had mm -hmm. come and gone. Like, in the 80s, wouldn't it have been, like, heavy metal or punk music or, like, any one of these more extreme uh, or, like, more current versions? But it seems like they wanted to make a movie that didn't have that music in it. They're like, we want this music to be fun and accessible like borderline country music you know oh yeah like this entire playlist has played at every single family wedding i've ever been to right this is the backdrop of every reed's family function <laughs> yeah. footloose will come on you kick it up with grandma you know <laughs> that's how it goes yeah right? no <laughs> it's, who uh... has a looser foot Nobody. Okay. It's grandma. That's Grandma's who's got, got the loose feet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at my, uh, at my, one of my cousin's wedding, my grandma, uh, ordered a Coors Light <laughs> and just went nuts. Like she, she had, <laughs> she was like, she just went up to the bar. She was like, very like dignified woman. It was like, I would like a Coors Light, please. And my like 90 year old sister will also have a Coors Light. And they, I think they split a Coors Light and then we're on the dance floor till like midnight. It was so so fun and charming. Oh yeah, uh, probably drink it through a straw. Something. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were, you know, they were sipping it, but they were having yeah. like that was they knew that was their limit, and that was going to take them through, through the rest of the night. And I was like, that is great. Like Nana's here to party if she's she's having a Coors Light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the grandkids uh, thing, but I think okay. So for for the reverend, okay. Here's my thing is that I think he is pretty defensive. There are a lot of moments where I'm like, yeah, dude, absolutely. Yeah. You can't, she did miss curfew, okay? And she was doing something she shouldn't be doing. You know what I mean? Maybe, I now see, obviously, this is not a woman that responds well to limits, and maybe he should figure that out <laughs> because we need a different parenting style than this. But I could understand wanting to impose limits on this person because... My, my lord, you are going in a lot of directions, right? I also, of course, wouldn't want you hanging out with, with the Baconator, okay? There's no way. <laughs> I don't want you hanging out with him, okay? He's been caught with drugs, okay? He's been rowdy. He's been making a scene, okay? He's been blaring music all over town. He's already got a ticket. And by the way, okay, that ticket, all right? His music was a little loud. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> if I'm okay, okay. here's here's my point. Is that yeah. if I show up to a town, okay, and I know this isn't good, okay? Like I know they don't like this, whatever. There's a way to do what you want and still not get in trouble. Right? Yeah, I'm not saying it's a, it's a, a ridiculous rule. Okay, I do yeah, think we're it's doing ridiculous. Yeah, it in your face kind of thing. Yeah, like it's just like he he wants he really just wants to show up and be like, "See, I'm from the city. I don't I got city rules." And it's like, "All right, there's a way to just have your windows rolled up and just like 
couple notches down on the volume and you're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And here's the thing. I don't particularly find anything that Kevin Bacon does. Like, I don't care about it because I'm like, you're just a kid, right? Like, I don't care if you blare your music because uh, teenagers are obnoxious and they want to share their music with people, right? Um, It's, yeah, I, it, uh, here's the, the thing. It's if the your in mom, the face. If your mom loses her job, back down a little bit. Find the pockets where you can operate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Things are, yeah, it's it's like he's obviously having a tough time moving to a new town, finding that things are different there. But then he's just like, he's swinging for the biggest guy in the in the town. You know what I mean? He's like, well, I can't dance. Well, fuck your de facto head of the community. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to fuck your daughter, his daughter in the woods and drive around blurring loud music. Oh, my goodness. That and- whole, that whole situation, the whole, oh. Okay, I think obvious, there's a couple of scenes in this movie where it's like, why did we have to go there? Right? Mm. Because this is a dance, this is a movie about dancing. And then all of a sudden we've got like a a, a pretty major beatdown happening between an ex-couple. Okay. Yeah. So the Reverend Daughter and her ex-boyfriend just go, like, just really go. And um seems very oddly placed to me. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, this is really, well, I, I, triggering, I would say, for, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not... It's a bit it, of a It switch. seems so violent to me, and I think the problem I have with it is, like, literally the next scene is just her standing with Kevin Bacon and him being like, stop trying to make this all about your dad. And I'm like, I just got beat in the face, okay? Could you not yell at me right now? Could you relax a little bit? Maybe I, maybe for the next five minutes, I am allowed to make things about my dad, okay? <laughs> I have a black eye, all right? Maybe I'm allowed to say that right I'm, now. Yeah. And then... And then she's like, so are you ever going to kiss me? I'm sorry, but his response to that should be, "You something very traumatic has just happened. Let's take a step back. Okay, let's take a minute. Okay, because you're in a very vulnerable position. And I think we all just need a breath, maybe. Yes, absolutely. Okay. It, and just going back to like, it is quite a different, uh, like it's a switch, right? That scene, because like, I just want you to keep in mind that this movie starts with just the entire song footloose playing with a tight end on a dance of just people wearing fun socks. Like that's, yeah, that's like they the, really set you up for a funner the, time than right. it is. Right. They're like, like, look at these fun 80 socks and these little goofy shoes as we dance and have fun. And then just cold cut to like a woman just literally being knocked out by her hick boyfriend. And you're like, Oh, 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 that took a turn. And that's what I mean when I was saying at the start where this feels like it's somebody else's movie. This feels like this is this Kevin Bacon almost shouldn't his character shouldn't even be involved in this. Like, can you do a movie? Absolutely. Where this woman, this young girl uh, is stuck in a religiously oppressive town. um, And the only romantic partners that are potential partners are real assholes and abusive. And her brother died and um, she's got to find a way out and she's, doing risky behaviors and like, you know, putting her life on the line, just like feel something and get out. Yeah. You can make that movie. It's not going to be a fun dance movie though. Like, (laughs) like like you said, the opening really makes you feel like there's going to be like antics. You know what I mean? Like there's just going to be this, there's going to be some fun pranks. There's going to be some teenage shenanigans. Maybe, maybe there's a, there's that like light dusting of drama over top, but it's that teen drama and no, this movie just goes in all directions. Yeah. I really want to talk about something that I, of course, forgot about in this movie, but is the most important part of this movie, um, which is the concept of angry dancing, <laughs> which I'm, I did not know existed. Okay, I didn't know. I forgot that this was a thing. Craig, may I ask you, have you ever angry danced? <laughs> I mean, I was really been in a punk rock, so yes. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. I guess I didn't even include mosh pit, like that sort yeah. of uh, but style. But like not not on my own in a way. Not on your own. <laughs> not no, to I, something peppy. <laughs> no. No. That's, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't seem to be the way I'd get anger out. Not me, first. And, like, such a dangerous way to do it, too. He goes, this is an agricultural community, and he goes to an empty warehouse and is fucking jumping off of things and swinging on chains. Oh. Like, <laughs> that's an industrial accident waiting to happen, you know? Absolutely. You could get pegged on anything. When he was, like, flipping himself off that one bar, I'm like, oh, Oh my God. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm sweaty all the time, but I'm like, oh, I'd slip right off that bad boy. There's no way my hands couldn't handle that. That warehouse definitely gives me the impression that there is some uh, uh, rebar sticking out of things. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's just Oh yeah. The guy in charge didn't look like he was up on like safety. He's like, do you you want to hold a dance in this industrial basement? (laughs) I'm sure there's probably no problems. (laughs) No air quality <laughs> issues or anything. Just throw some glitter down there. We got a couple of glitter cannons. They're in the corner just, of the room, just in uh, case. We open we open some windows for you kids, but I'm not sure all the flower dust has come out. So just uh, nobody smoke, or there might be a there might be a silo explosion. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of smoke. I am so surprised. There are a lot of people that smoke in this movie, and I'm like, how has no one mentioned tobacco? Because it's all like, dancing's the devil. <laughs> Give me those cancer sticks. Like, well, it just the, doesn't go and together also to me. Clearly, alcohol and like other drugs being consumed, uh, you know, marijuana or whatever. But like, I think there's some implications of like cocaine and like other hard drugs. And like, if I can just bring it back to like the Reverend for a minute, you made the point where it's just like clearly the teenagers in this town are going nuts. Like there's, there's actually a legitimate problem with these students. Like, and I think at one point they even say, he even says like, you can't have dances because anytime that we've had things like that, it inevitably leads to like drinking and drugs and alcohol and problems. And like, I would, I would totally believe that. You know what I mean? Where like these, not kids in general, but the kids in this community somehow have enough access to like drugs and alcohol and things like that, which clearly they do, despite being in a like a, a conservative uh, community. And they go fucking nuts and they kill each other. This is that th- it reminded me of um, Pogs. Uh, remember <laughs> <What>? Pogs? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm very interested to see where you're going. Hear me out. Because like, if it wasn't Pogs, it was something else in your school where they weren't necessarily bad, but in the school, kids lost all ability to regulate themselves or pay attention while they're happening, so they got banned, right? Maybe it wasn't Pogs. Maybe it was Pokemon cards. Maybe yeah, it was, I was about to say like Pokemon cards. Mini yeah. hockey sticks were a mm-hmm. thing for a while, you know, like, and, and people went fucking nuts about it to the point where... Um, the, the principal had to be like, you can't bring Pokemon cards. You can't bring Pogs to school anymore because people are getting in fights and like all the rest. So like, and these are kids in high school. I, I see that. But like, there is a level where you kind of have to be like, we did try to give you this and we did try and let you uh, be adults about it. And you did not. So as children, you're now shut down. You're now cut off. Mm. And like, yeah. I'm not one to defend like a religiously oppressive sort of thing. Like that's not my thing. If you want to dance, dance. Right. Um, and I, I can see that there's another story where this town would be absolutely hell for, for, for certain people. Right. Um, so like, I don't, I'm not advocating for that at all. What I'm saying is like, I think he's trying to accomplish something using the tools he has. And I don't think they're the right tools but there is a problem here that needs to be solved in the community. Yeah. Although my problem is, and I understand that defense that I think, yeah, absolutely. And there are definitely many moments in this movie where I'm like, I totally get what he's saying and I understand why he's doing what he's doing. And he does like, he does step like there are, he has his own limits too, where he, does not support the burning of books. It's like, okay, guys, let's all relax <laughs> a little bit. We're right outside of a library, okay? They're looking at us with their glasses. Let's calm down. Um, let's not do this. But my issue is, is that I've just seen this too many times. This idea of, okay, 
So these people are out of control. We're going to give them more limits. The problem is, is most of the time they're out of control because you've already given them too many limits. Right? That's what I happens agree with, with you a lot. One hundred percent. Yeah, yes. that's what happens with a lot of people in university. You can when you first when you first go to a university or another school or whatever, just some place where a person has switched from living with their parents to no longer living with their parents. You can really see who had rules and who had less rules, because the people that had less rules, generally speaking. Don't go as nuts because they're like, oh, well, I've already tried this a bit. Like, I've already had this conversation with my parents. We talk about it open or we whatever. We talked about drugs openly or I was allowed to have a few drinks at home or whatever it was. They've dipped their toe in the water enough that they don't feel like they have to go crazy. You, you know what I mean? Go bananas at the first taste of something. Absolutely. Well, because you know your limits, right? And they've done studies on this and you're absolutely right. Like if, if you grew up in a household where like Sunday dinner, you sat down with the family and you were allowed to have a glass of wine as a teenager, right? Uh, you don't go nuts because like drinking then doesn't become this thing that's like fun and forbidden. It's like, a, oh, this is something I did with grandma when she came over for Sunday dinners, right? And like, you're like, isn't being drunk fun? And you're like, I guess. I remember that one time that I had like, one glass too many and I felt kind of dizzy and stupid. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and you're like, but grandma was there as opposed to like, I'm going to go fucking hog wild and like chug a, a 46er of vodka because look at me. I'm so fun. And I'm so cool. And you end up in the hospital. Right. Oh my God. I'm not saying you can't do that if you were given <sighs> wine as a kid, but like I did see somebody chug a, uh, a bottle of vodka once. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I was, in absolute shock. I was like, first of all, you need who, to call an ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was to. like, who encouraged that person? Because I'm like, I can't believe they, they came up with this on their own. You know what I mean? This, this feels like a peer pressure moment. Also, I got to get going. Bye everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, left so fast. Really I saw that and was like, Nope, I'm out. <laughs> someone should really stick around to make sure that guy's okay. But my ride's here, so my yeah. Oh, <laughs> I have like, generally speaking, I have like party spider sense a little bit, where I'm like, okay, like something very bad is about to happen. I'm gonna leave. Literally every staff party, I have. Oh, I've left five minutes before somebody's gotten fired. Oh, really? Almost. I would say almost every staff party I've ever went to, somebody's gotten fired. And I said that to somebody once and they were like, I don't think you've worked at good places. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, that checks yeah, out actually. Yeah. Yeah. Seems right. right. We're all minimum wage. I mean, <laughs> somebody's down to get too drunk at the open bar to try and compensate for some wage loss. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I've definitely gotten too drunk at, uh, at, uh, uh, uh corporate functions, uh, workplace parties. Uh, but that was to fill a different kind of hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we all we all did it. It was very not not very good. Not very proud of myself for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, how would you solve the problem? Like, let's say you're somebody high up in this community, and like this is what what happens. Or like, let's say you come in as like the new principal at the high school or something like that. Like, what what's what is Rebecca Reed's move to be like? Because clearly these kids are out of control, right? Like something needs to happen. Yeah. But I don't think it's more rules and talking about sin and how rock and roll will destroy you. But like. okay, here's okay. Here's my pitch. Coming from a small town, people do this stuff because they're bored. Okay. Like mm. a lot of this stuff is bred out of boredom. And I just, I truly think if you create activities, you put on stuff. It gives you the ability to say, okay, the school's putting on the dance. We're going to have a bunch of teachers here. We're going to have some parents here to watch you, whatever. We're going to try and keep an eye on things. The more stuff you start, you know, um, injecting into your community and things that are interesting, not just Bible, you know what I mean? Well, not that I'm sure maybe Bible study is interesting to some people, not to me. That doesn't pique my interest. Okay. 
but there should just be stuff happening at all times. If this is like, oh, we're all neighbors and we're all family, then like there should be like tons of painting classes and there should be <laughs> dance classes and like, yeah, it, and you could, you can kind of see the point. And I, I kind of like what the movie does where it goes, okay, like kind of the first dancing we see from people that, um, live in the community other than that first like little restaurant scene where we've got the chef dancing is when they go to a bar and you can kind of see you're like, Oh yeah. Like this is quite sexual. Like this could get amped up pretty quick with these people. Um, I mean, if I'm Kevin Bacon, maybe I'm going to pitch ballet first. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm going to come in there and be like, listen, like I just want to get my leg up. Okay. Like whatever it is. Um, yeah, and that's the other thing is 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 he does get there's a very small part of the scene, but he is clearly a, a parallel bar acrobat, acrobat, gymnast, gymnast, acrobat. Ah, they're the same in my mind. Um, and he gets cut for the team for being a bad influence, which is totally the wrong approach to take in your mind. You should be like Kevin Bacon wouldn't be going to city council meetings trying to get them to reverse laws about dancing if you just let him be on the parallel bars. Yes. I never understand somebody getting pulled from an activity as a punishment. That doesn't, especially somebody when it's like, you know what I mean? When you're talking about teens, okay, it's like, oh, you know, um, you bullied somebody at school, so you can't cook anymore because we know you love, you, you want to be a chef and you can't, you're not allowed to cook for three weeks. And it's like, well, this was probably keeping this individual more in line. <laughs> Yeah. And now you've taken that and I don't, mm, we should have found a different way, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough one. I don't know. I'm sure there's some study on it, but like in in one sense, there has to be consequences for like really egregious crimes. Right. And, and that sort of thing. And like, what do you take away from people as punishment, if not something that they enjoy? Uh, like you're like, you don't get to go to school. Great. <laughs> Like, I don't think a suspension works either. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you skip school. Now you don't have to go to school anymore. Great. I don't, uh, yeah. So I guess I don't know. I don't know. why. Oh, I, I just that. say for me, most of the time, it's like, it's not what we can take away. It's what we can add. Uh, <laughs> what okay, what yeah, can yeah. we add in here? Can we, you know what I mean? Maybe it's extra homework. Maybe, maybe it's a, cre- you know, I'm a big fan of creative punishment. You know what I mean? But that's more of a parental thing, I think. Right. Like, I'm going to be showing up. It, I would be showing up a lot of places with PJs on is what I'm trying to say. Like I would <laughs> really just go for it. Honking. Love you, sweetie. Kissed your brownie. <laughs> like, I don't know. Kissed your brownie. That oh God, that would, that would work. <laughs> yeah. That right. You'd be like, Oh my God, why is your mom being so crazy? Oh yeah. Like, like, well, I, I got caught just... with a joint. Yeah. So yeah. now she's embarrassing me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got caught with weed. Now it's, Here's, now it's this. So here's my creative uh, punishment for Kevin Bacon here. He's got to make, oh, you like the parallel bars so much? Well, you were caught with a joint. Now your punishment is you've got to make sure every bar in the entire town is parallel. <laughs> <laughs> Get your level, boy. <laughs> I need the stats. St- okay, I want, I want charts. <laughs> want to know all this stuff about it i don't <laughs> you know who i really who is a bad guy and i was like you know what i kind of get where he's coming from is uh the father the 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 main dude that bacon and his family's living with like oh, i think like it's some his, extension of his family yeah i think it's his, it's uh, his uncle or his yeah, his mom's, uncle. Mom's sister's husband, yeah. Yeah, because honestly, as soon as a f- brick is thrown through my children's windows, it's time mm. to shut it down, Bacon. This is oh, a yeah. dance. This is a dance, and you better relax. Yeah, well, and like he says, like, people have stopped coming to my business. Um, they're, like, like, there's definitely retaliation going on, which I do not agree with at all. Like, that, like oh, you're, you're hosting your kind of shit nephew in a small town. Like, don't throw a brick through the window. But again, those were kids that did that. Yeah. Those bully kids are too, too much. I was like, we, I think we went a little too hard on the villainy here, team. Because these kids are, to me, I could be wrong, but I was like, this feels almost, this unrealistic. This is so high. This is such a high level of anger and Fight. I guess that, yeah, that does exist. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm trying no, to talk myself out seem, of it. Yeah. 
But it does also illustrate another important point, which is like that group of kids is clearly not the church going, um, you know, listening to the reverend kind of group, right? Like, so, so there already are people in this community who are going against what, like, the, I guess the established norms are, or, or more precisely that the established norms don't work for them. Yeah. You know? That is true. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's another reason why, like, again, I, I sort of agree with the Reverend that something needs to be done, but the tools he has are not the ones that are going to work here. Yeah. You know what really got me in this movie is uh, there's fighting and then there's also dance fighting, it feels like. <laughs> like, did you see? There's a moment where, like, Bacon basically just, like, dancer kicks a dude in the face. Oh, like, right at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah she's yeah, like, like flying out. She's like, da-da. <laughs> like, it's, I laughed so hard <laughs> because, like, everything up until that point seemed very much like we're actually fighting. Like, when we fight, we actually fight. This doesn't look like chore- like choreo. Well, it is choreographed, obviously, but it doesn't look like choreography in the sense of, like, a dancing. And then it's just Kevin Bacon flying off of a porch. Just one, light, like, perfectly pointed. Huzzah! Like, ha-ha! Oh, my God. And, kill and that me. W- that was such a weird scene, too, because, like, basically, that's the resolution to this Chuck guy being an asshole and beating up his girlfriend, which was just like, Hey, the bullies are here to ruin the dance by fighting people. And then Kevin Bacon and his friends beat them up and they're like, problem solved. (laughs) I'm sure that won't come back to haunt us 10 minutes after this, (laughs) this thing ends like, (laughs) well, yeah, I mean, after they're covered in glitter, I think that's pretty, you're pretty much safe at that point. I think that's that's some sort of like, you know, like garlic vampire sort of situation. You, as soon as you get glitter on you, I don't think a bully wants to touch you. <laughs> or they shouldn't I mean, want it's gonna to. It's going to get all least. over them. It's going to yeah, get all yeah, over yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's spread. just, uh, that's not good bullying, right? Because then you got <laughs> glitter on you. Now you're opening yourself up to potential bullying because you've been a dick to everybody. It's glitter all over the place. Um, one, one character that I really did love in this is, uh, uh, what was it Willard? Uh, his best friend. Uh, <laughs> the dumb one. Yeah. Willard. Yeah. His new best friend oh, who like yeah. the first thing like they say <laughs> is like an insult and you just see this poor dumb kid's brain going being like, do, is there, did they sell that hat in a men's? And he goes, all right, I like you. And he's just like a puppy to Kevin Bacon after that. He's like, yes. Oh, you're my new master. Uh, you were mean to me once. And, this poor guy is so dumb throughout the entire movie. And this is this culminates in one scene, which I'm almost sure everybody misses. But there is a scene in the locker room where they're all getting ready, right? There's yeah. some there's some man-ass hanging out. Uh, and this will... There is a lot of man-ass in that scene. Yeah. This... <laughs> they just show Willard. And he is still soaking wet from the shower. Right? Like beads glistening on him. And he's putting on jeans. <laughs> <laughs> like you hear the belt and you see him pulling them on and he is soaking wet. And I can't think of anything more uncomfortable than having like fresh out of the shower wet legs and trying to pull a pair of tight 80s jeans on. Like, oh my oh. God. Like, and that to like take that level of intelligence and apply it through everything else in the movie. And this guy is classic. Like, it just. <laughs> I didn't even catch that, to be oh, honest with nobody you. Nobody would. I just happened to. And it just delighted me so much that, like, how dumb is this guy? Uh, he's starting fights with everyone, sure, but he also tries to put on blue jeans when he's fresh out of the shower. Oh, oh my God. Brood. You know I don't like that. I don't, I, I don't <laughs> yeah, you're I think, thinking about how it feels now is the problem. Well, yeah, right? it's kind of like when you... It's like the opposite for a, like a wet bath... You, you, like pulling a wet bathing suit off, that feeling of just like roll... You gotta like roll it off and it's just clinging everywhere. I guess I'm... Yeah, you probably don't wear the same bathing suits as I do. I just I realized know. halfway through this pitch. <laughs> I was like, I was looking for some, yeah, for sure. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Not speaking to the right audience right yeah, now. Yeah, sorry. But yeah. I, I, empath- I empath- em- 
I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Words escape me at this point. Yeah, or maybe like a second skin or something. You know what I mean? You work out and you just got to, that sweat, you just got to roll that thing off your oh, body. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. why are we doing this? Oh, <laughs> have we not figured this out yet? <laughs> Everything should have zippers on it or something. I don't know. <laughs> this, that blows away. It's just like breaks away into four or five pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Velcro, maybe. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of tearaway pant. I don't know. How easy does my <laughs> life need to be? <laughs> I like to play. Oh, you know, when your bathing suit's wet, you got to roll it off. That's we got to solve that problem, team. That's got to be top of the list top of all of the, the things that are wrong put, in the world. Put the vaccine on hold. We've got a bath bathing suit issue to figure out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything else you wanted to say about Footloose? I, no, I, I think, like, I can see, okay, I think there's a lot of moments where I understand what uh, the reverend's doing. I also think uh, being told your daughter is not a virgin in church is a little undeserved. I think it's a little high. I think we could notch it down a little bit. <laughs> not that he should know, but, like, mm, all right, know, know where you are, I guess, and I honestly, I, I just think I would find him so much more supportable had he not literally slapped his daughter. Yeah, that's kind of a moment that I was like, hard to man, come back and from. I, I, I just hate this this concept of like coming back like I've I've never hit anybody before, and I'm like, well, it doesn't make it better. It's not better, man. This is I understand that you're you're losing it, but we need a family therapy session. <laughs> 100%. Grief counselors for the whole community. like, And that's the thing. And I'll double back on, I don't feel like this is Kevin Bacon's movie. I think this is a far more interesting movie if you just follow this family and have, like, I don't know, the new boy in town being, like, a supporting character that the daughter is interested in. Yeah. But it's really about a town getting over grief and not having the proper tools to, to deal with it, right? To, to like, they're... You, when you've got a hammer, everything looks like a nail, you know? And that's exactly, all they have is a hammer and they're beating the shit out of this poor town and making everything so much worse for it. Oh that's yeah, the take. kids are rebelling. <laughs> they're rebelling in ways that you couldn't even understand they would rebel in. <laughs> I don't think as a parent, if I ever bought a tractor, I don't think I would ever be like, well, gotta hide the keys because the kids are <laughs> clearly gonna be playing chicken with this thing later. Oh God, yeah. That's not it's, good. <laughs> this town is out of control. It's out uh, of, I, I just stopped and was like, I don't know what I just watched. <laughs> it's like somebody took like three different concepts for a movie and tried to put them all in the same movie. And I'm like, I don't think you know what you are. <laughs> <laughs> it worked though. It, it made a lot of money. and uh, It did but, make a lot of I'm and, so confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 80s, man. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, with that, it's probably time to give our definitive ranking of how good the villain is. Uh, I did, I've got, uh, the, uh, the bacon number scale, right? So the yeah, six, okay, degree, yeah. yeah, uh, famous thing. So on a scale of six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon, uh, which is the most you can have all the way up to zero degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon, AKA Kevin Bacon himself. Uh, I'm going to give the Reverend Shaw Moore a five degrees of separation, uh, cause he really needs to work with someone to get better. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. I've got uh, I've got the uh, dance fighting scale <laughs> because nice. that's the funniest part of this movie for me. That and angry dancing, so funny. Uh, so I've got from a two step on your toes um, to a floss that is being performed on someone else. Um, I'm going to give uh, the Reverend a body roll, body bump. Because uh, you got to give people a lot more personal space than you're giving them. My my good, back it up, back it up. Moonwalk <laughs> away, okay. Moonwalk away, my friend. Absolutely. Uh, okay, guys. And in a second, we are going to get to our heroes and villains of the week with the, with the people who've inspired or disappointed us in our personal lives. But first, a couple ways that you can help out the podcast. So first of all, uh, this is coming out in uh, latish March. Uh, so as long as everything's got according to plan, guys, we got new merch up on the store, um, vwrstore.fromsuperheroes.com. We have, we've hired an artist and we have a whole bunch of cool new merch for you. We've got 
um, a, a creatures theme. We've got a superheroes theme, so super villains theme, really. And, uh, and a third one, which is also very good that I forget right now. But guys, <laughs> they look so cool. We've got a brand new logo, so go check that out. Um, as well, we're also on Patreon. So if you have got uh, want some bonus episodes, extra content, uh, this was an audience choice episode, everybody, th- which means that our patrons voted for us to cover Footloose. And we do that every month. Uh, so head on over to patreon.com slash the villain was right and uh, sign up to become a two-faced level patron and then you can vote on all kinds of stuff if you want to join a slightly higher tier uh we give you two bonus episodes a month uh, at the seven dollar level uh it's gonna be really cool uh always fun movies that we don't cover on here and uh yeah guys if you want to reach out to the podcast you can always hit us up um at vwr podcast on twitter Villain was right at gmail.com and uh, Villain was right on Facebook. If you want to hit us up there, um, we will get to all of your messages. If you personally, if you message either of us personally, we will also get to that. I have got a couple of messages. I definitely have to get back to some suggestions. Guys, keep those suggestions coming. I love it. You make our job easier. We want to do what you want to do. Let's let's cover those movies. So if you ever have any suggestions, co- questions, comments, please send them in to us. We love to hear from you. And now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. What do you got for us, Craig? Yeah. So uh, as we're recording this um, this week, a trailer came out for a, a new video game. It was a new. It's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video game, and it's that classic side scroller beat 'em up style from like the original Nintendos. And I was uh, just like talking to some people online about it. And they were like, yeah, the gameplay looks like that got me. And I was like being all nostalgic for it. And then I remembered uh, why I never really got to play the original NES uh, Ninja Turtles game all that much because I didn't have a Nintendo. I, I wanted one so, so bad. And a friend of mine had a Nintendo. And I think he even had the Ninja Turtles game. And I, every time I went to his house, I was like, can we play Nintendo? And he was like, no, I'm bored of Nintendo. And no, I just give it yeah, to me. <laughs> yeah, it destroyed me. And I was like, how dare you? Like, like, I, I just, I crave Nintendo so much. Just even like, just five minutes in front of that screen pressing those buttons like just a just a taste of that nintendo i would give up so much for and i was like how dare you take this for granted uh so we never got to play and instead i i remember uh he's like let's go upstairs and play on the computer instead and like so still video games or whatever but i remember like I had to look at the cabinet where he kept the Nintendo on the way up the stairs to where his computer was. So like <laughs> he'd like drag me in and I'd like look longingly at this Nintendo. And then uh, he was like, yes, we're going to play this video, this computer game instead called Mech Warrior. And I don't know if you are familiar with this, but basically it's like basically almost like a flight simulator, but you're in a giant robot that walks around on the ground. Um and he would just sit there and play the whole game and like not let me participate at all. So I would just like sit in a chair next to him <laughs> and be like, can I play? And he's like, no, this is a hard part. So I need to do it. And then when I was able to play, he was like, you're doing that wrong. Hang on, let me take over. And like, so I would just like sit there for hours watching him play a video game I didn't want to play while there was like this unused Nintendo down at the bottom. So I guess at the very end of it, uh, I'm getting that video game when it comes out (laughs) (laughs) and I'm going to play it until I am blue in the face. And I will never admit that I get bored with this video game. And if you or anybody else comes over and asks to play it, we're going to sit down and play it. Uh, but that's my villain of the week. Yeah. Oh my, that kid was not your friend. (laughs) That kid was not your friend, Craig. My goodness. Oh, that story's made me want to play classic Nintendo. I think I'll do that afterwards. <laughs> oh, man. So my story this week, actually, this kind of reminded me of a terrible high school party that I went to. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with barn parties, Craig, right? You, you've gone to a I've couple of classics. Not as many as I should have. but yeah. Oh, no, me either. I, uh... I didn't get invited to all the parties, <laughs> which I am fine with, <laughs> certainly. 
upon reflection, okay. that was probably a good choice. Yeah. Anyway, so I went to this one barn party once. I can't even remember what it was for. Who's I just remember barn party, big field. Um, and basically there was like this big loft. There's a, this huge loft space in the top of the barn that a lot of people were partying in, whatever. When I showed up, I was like, oh, I'm going to mill around a little bit. I went up there and... Sometimes you can just feel hostility, right? I sometimes when you walk into a room and every single person looks at you and that is, and it's not a look of, "Oh, hey," or kindness, just roll out of that building. Just roll out, just get out of there. And that's what I decided to do. I went up there and I was like, "This feels weird. I'm going to go hang out by the fire outside." So I go back out and I swear to God, this was so crazy to watch. Um, I would say not 10 minutes later, I watch every single, now to me in my mind, it looked like hundreds, but I'm sure it was only 40 people. <laughs> okay, I'm positive. It was, there's no way it could have been hundreds, but in my mind, I'm like, that was so many people. I hear a scream a bunch of yelling, and then I see all 40 people evacuate this building all at once, and they're all coughing at the same time. Everyone's coughing, everyone's losing it. Like, one person is, like, straight up bloodied, is like, I've been bottled. The chaos is ensuing. I'm like, what is going on, right? Finally, somebody walks by that I know, and I'm like, hey, like, what's happening? What's going on? And they're trying to get, like, a sentence out because they do want to tell me, but they, they're they like, <laughs> they're like, bear mace, bear mace. I was like, what? Apparently, I find out later that somebody, okay, somebody got into an altercation. Like, there was this big backstory and this big drama, I think, about money being stolen or something. Anyway, somebody showed up and bear maced somebody, not having the... The concept of like airflow, okay, and essentially bear mates this entire party, okay. The the they all evacuate at the same time. Like it's, it, there should have been like a medical. It felt like there should have been a medical tent at this party. I was like, okay, like you and you know me, great. Like I'm I'm about to leave right now. Okay, <laughs> things are things are popping. The police are coming. I am out of here, right? And we walk by and the um, the people that had brought the bear maze had also driven a van. And may I tell you, that van did not survive. Okay. The van did not survive. Every window blown out. Okay. Every window smashed. Every tire slashed. It was the craziest thing. My friend picked me up. I felt like... We just like committed a crime. Like I literally just watched the entire thing unfold, but was like, what just happened? Like, how did this, what's going on anyway? So to say that entire scene, we're in the basement and footloose. I'm like, no, but the airflow, what if somebody shows up with bear mace? You have to have a system in place. <laughs> Anyway, Sounds so like that's those my kids story. Need more painting classes. <laughs> yeah. So just to say, um, if you show up to a party with bear mace, you're a villain. <laughs> I think it goes. It probably goes without saying, but I think I just need to say it. Apparently, it didn't go without saying. Yeah, so. I guess. And also, if you do use mace, it's um, it will fill up whatever space you're in if you're not outside. If you don't know that, yeah. that's for you. There you go. You oh, learned something today. That's it for me. Holy cow. Oh, bear mace at a party. Holy shit, that's funny. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, well, that does it for us uh, this week on the podcast. Uh, Rebecca, where can people get in touch with you? As always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Yeah, and you can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy, uh, mostly on Twitter. Um, and that's it for us this week on the podcast. Uh, tune in next week. We are doing uh, Kong Skull Island, the good old King Kong, uh, going on next week. Uh, so check that out. And until then, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you to kick off your Sunday shoes. <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. 
For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.